Welcome back to another episode of the Mythic Draft Podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Ron. And this podcast will go out after the Epiphany. Sorry. Damn. Yeah. June the 9th. Yeah. We're going to miss the 12th day of Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> and as I celebrate the Epiphany, I went for a bike ride today in January. <laughs> <laughs> what? Because the 68 degree weather was. It was a weird bike ride because it was starting to rain. And. Yeah. When the wind hit you, I was cold, and then when the wind was down, I was hot. Yeah, I was like, "This is weird." Like, part of my body's hot, the other part's not. What's going on? Yeah, it's a hot flash. Yeah, we can hot flashes. <laughs> the Andrew, was it andropause? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully not. No, I've had enough no. health problems going on. I don't need that in my life. <laughs> After my scare of hepatitis. Oh my god, that is so stupid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you get a phone call saying you've got something that we don't even test for. It's, you know, and as like I said, I talked telling people the other day at work about it. I'm not mad that they misread the test or paperwork. I'm mad that the doctor didn't call me. That it was yeah. a, a secretary. Yeah. And that just yeah, seems not even like, a nurse. <laughs> not even. And that just seems like our healthcare system in a nutshell to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You can't get anybody to talk to you. Yep. You can't keep, uh, you know, you can't get anybody to get schedules. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, I talked to somebody the other day, and they're like, yeah, I walked out of my doctor's appointment after they said they were running an hour and a half behind. Yeah. It's like, What's, no. Every time I've had an appointment, I sit there for 45 minutes before I get yeah. in. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. And I, I get it. There's, they're overbooked and things like that. But here's the thing. Don't book as many people. Right. It's a magical concept. I have this tooth that's got chipped, and I can't get it fixed. And it's starting to bother me now to the point where I actually needed to get fixed. I'm like, I guess I'm just going to have to call random people and be like, can you fix it? Um, there's an endodontic center in Easton that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can't go to a dentist because he Talk. won't fix a wisdom. It's a wisdom tooth. Uh, and his only answer is it's got to get pulled. Yeah. Even though it's perfectly fine, it just needs to be, the chip needs to be fixed. That's it. Yeah. They, he won't work on it. He's, and he won't pull it. So he's like, you got to go to a surgeon to go get pulled. Did Dennis and the old West just pull this shit? That's what. I, well, when I had to get my root canal, I told him, I said, look, doc, I said, if you don't think this is going to take, you need to give, you know, I want you to just pull it. Oh, I don't like to do extractions. I don't care what you like. I right. want you to extract this. I don't get to go as a paramedic. Ah, I don't like doing innovations. It's not yeah. cool. <laughs> that's, that's, not, that's not how it works. You're a doctor. That's your yeah. job. Yeah. Quote unquote doctor. Yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, they're a step above chiropractors. They're a large step above chiropractors. That's not even a close comparison. You know, I still call them doc. I give them the respect. I do not yeah. call a chiro- chiropractor doc. Yeah, no, yeah. no. Was it that one episode of Friends? It's like, yeah, you're dating Dr. Bobby. <laughs> oh, like, that one. Yeah, where one of them was dating a chiropractor. It's like, his name is Bobby. That's not, no, that's not a doctor. <laughs> Definitely not a doctor. No, but... Uh, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. I can't fix the healthcare system. Oh yeah. Speaking well, of healthcare system, well, it's not just regular healthcare; it's the mental healthcare system too. Because I, I know of someone who <laughs> went to uh, show up for their telehealth appointment, and nothing happened. So they called the office, and the office said, "Oh, your doctor left our practice. They were supposed to call you." And they're like, "How do we get a hold of them?" Oh, well, they left the state, so we don't really know. It's like that, that, that's a great doctor there. 
Yeah. <sighs> yeah. That's that's crazy. Yeah. Uh, it's just. But you know, here EMS shines on national TV on on Monday, Monday Night Football. EMS saves the day. And EMS who do they did. have? Who do they have talking? Doctors and ESPN analysts talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Not one time do they like. Let's get a paramedic out there. I know. <laughs> and uh, it's driving me crazy. Yeah. Because at work yesterday was just all it was on TV all day. Yep. Oh yeah. And I'm yep. like, we've known about this. For yeah. decades. Yeah. We've even had one in, you know, Salisbury. Yeah. We had one of those cases. Yeah. It's not that. Right. That's what I was trying to explain to my wife. It's rare. Exp- yeah. But it's not but the, that rare. Yeah. And the lack of explanation of why EMS sat there for 20 minutes. Right. Yeah. yeah it's perfect or, opportunity yeah. to explain yeah. things. Yeah. The ESPN guy was like, I don't know what they're doing sitting there. It's like, well, you know. You can barely spell, so. And, well, and then I was, <sighs> listen, I my car has been having this weird problem where it desyncs from my phone. Oof. So then I have to listen to regular radio. <laughs> like a peasant. Like a peasant. and um, Or I can listen to my f- speakerphone, I guess, but whatever. So, but they, they're talking on the radio this morning. They're talking about, like, the Sixers game. Well, there was a guy who died at the Sixers game, like, last year. And nobody, EMS never got there. It took them forever. It's like. Do you understand how long it takes to get an ambulance crew from the outside yeah. of a building into a stadium right. through the find, find the person and yeah. start doing care? And that's why most sporting events have some form of on-site EMS. They do. They probably need to step some of them up, but yes, they yeah. do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because some of them are, oh, gosh, just, yeah, I've seen some of them. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... You know, and, and the only thing I've seen come out of this that CNN did good was, here's why you should learn CPR. Yeah, I did. <laughs> you know? Yeah, that is true. You know, it's a good, it's a great. Yeah, CPR works, folks. Yeah, you it know. does. Yeah, unlike the athletic trainers. Well, let's rub <laughs> his calves. I was telling my wife that it's like <laughs> the athletic trainers were like, well, maybe if we move some blood from his calves <laughs> into his heart, it'll work. It's like the old cartoons where he pumps the legs. <laughs> exactly. I was like, this is. Um, yeah. Something, yeah. It's, uh, yeah, and isn't there usually a doctor on the sideline? I, I don't know if they're on the sidelines anymore. Usually, they're in the the like the medical area. Yeah. Um, I know in I, college football because I've worked college football games. There's very strict rules about who's allowed to go mm-hmm. and treat players on the field. Okay. So they have these very strict protocols about that. Yeah. Um, and I know that if I was in that, if I was the paramedic there, I'd have been like, hey, athletic trainers, get out of the hell out of here. <laughs> you're, not, <laughs> yeah. you're not in charge. And we've had that problem mm-hmm. with our athletic trainers around who have said, yeah. oh, well, we're involved in patient care. Mm, okay. He doesn't need a splint. He, yeah. This person needs real help. Yeah. Can you help remove his pads, helmet? Great. Right. That's all I need. That's what I need out of you. Um, the stuff that you're good at, do that. You pumping a guy's legs on national television <laughs> doesn't look great. <laughs> but but again, there's people out there that are like, oh, look, th- those they were doing something. <sighs> yeah, yeah, they were doing something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, <sighs> it, you know. But I yeah, too, I, I I hope more people take away from that to learn CPR. Yeah, I mean that's the that's I, I think that's my life mission is to teach the most CPR I can. Yeah. And uh, I try to teach it as cheaply as possible. Yep. 
But you could do your own version of super sexy CPR. I, I could, I could God, do super sexy. Oh, that could CPR. be on your OnlyFans. It could be on my OnlyFans. <laughs> you paid it for the feet. You learned the CPR. There you go. Yeah, see, it's a package deal. Yeah, I just. <laughs> I, I, I would be fired from the fire department uh, in ten minutes. <laughs> eh, maybe. They'd be like, is that one of our mannequins? Well, <laughs> trying to do an outreach thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, serious effects for that. Yes. Learn CPR if you don't know it. Yes, and, definitely. Uh, yeah, you're not I talking. Mean, to... Seriously, you can learn it in ten minutes. Yeah, it's funny. Um, I just taught the Girl Scouts class because that's all I do is I teach basically Girl Scouts and Boy Scouts anymore. Yeah. And um, the troop leader's like, "Well, how long will it take to teach this, the CPR?" And I said, "Honestly, the CPR is the shortest part of this program. Yep. <laughs> you know, I can show you how to do CPR in five minutes." And you can just practice it, and that is all you need. Yeah, yeah. It's not like the old days where we was like, oh, learning all the numbers and all the crap. Oh yeah, and you don't need mouth that anymore. To mouth. And... Oh god, mm-hmm. only one time, never again. No, no. Ugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it still gives me jitters years and later. Yeah. But yeah, you know, just go out. Don't pay for a card. Do not no. pay. Oh for a God. card unless you need one yeah if you need one for your job that's one thing yeah. but for yeah just too public you don't yeah. need a card nobody's going to stop you and say yeah the paramedics aren't going to show up and say whoa, whoa, whoa sir yeah do there's, you have a card there's no cpr police yeah yeah well that the that, girl sky class i taught like half the girls wanted cards and i'm like you don't need these cards and the, and the parents were like no we want them to have cards i'm like i really trying to tell you not to spend the money but yeah you know. Well, some of them do if they get their babysitter's right, that, certificate yes, or whatever. Yeah, that's what they so, were Or safe sitter. Yeah. safe sitter. I, I used to teach safe sitter back in the day. Yeah. But yeah. but yeah, for everybody else, we're yeah. If the paramedics show up and you're doing CPR, if it looks good, we're gonna be like, yeah, keep doing that because we don't need to do that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't become a paramedic to do CPR. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. I got all these drugs that are not gonna help. <laughs> it depends on the timing, but yeah, it's, it's death by paramedics. Yeah, it BLS saves lives. BLS saves lives yeah. every day. Yeah, and for those of you who aren't in the know, BLS is basic life support. So yeah, yeah, the basic, basic. Well, you know, it's we call it basic life support. BLS, EMTB. Mm-hmm. They go through more school than police officers do. Yeah, you know, they they go to a what two hundred and forty hour two hundred eighty hour course now. Yeah, it's crazy now. You know, I mean, when I started, it was ambulance attendance, which was a twenty four hour course. <laughs> yeah, you know, here's <sighs> how you learn how to put oxygen on a patient. Done. Yep. <laughs> Move yeah. on. Yeah, but it, it's they say you pick up the stretcher. Well, but it's a problem in our in our field is these people we treat them as basic life support they're not they're just oh, yeah. entbs it's a, yeah. they're just a professional these are medical professionals absolutely you know they went through yeah. training they they do yeah. recertification they yeah. tr- you know they are some of the best providers in the world yeah. and they just don't get the recognition no you know it's it's well and because it's been given a bad name because there are the scumbag emts that are just the ambulance drivers sure but there's going to be doctors and nurses and oh yeah yeah you know all the way down yeah 
So like you said, most people still think, you know, oh, the guys on the ambulance, like, yeah, they, yeah, they took a 24 hour course and, Mm -hmm. oh, I bet they're Red Cross certified. Right, right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's a sad thing of we want EMT and paramedic to become college level skills. Right. But we know that if we do that, we're not going to have enough people riding ambulances. Well, and we also don't have a way to compensate them adequately. We do not compensate them adequately at all. Yeah. I mean, I just read a harping article from Chester County, which is the county north of me. They, they closed two hospitals in this county. This county has 580,000 people that live in the county. They closed two hospitals and they're threatening to close a third. Oh, so they're, so the <laughs> well, EMS numbers went up the roof. Well, so they did sort of, but really what happened is travel times went up Yeah, and wait times at the hospital went up. Oh yeah. Yeah. So the, the uh, EMS times is failing. Right. Yeah. All, Cause they're stuck. Yeah. Right. They, they talked about the, so where the, Ch- the Chester County is kind of spread out from the Chester river west so the western side of the county is more rural but where they used to have at least a, a freestanding er now they have to drive into delaware right and now you're feeding more patients into the delaware Shoof. system yeah. it's just this whole backup of log of, of just patients and you know that those poor providers who probably weren't making much money as it was yeah are now just hearing the brother. Why is it taking so long to get me to the hospital? Why are we exactly. doing Exactly. You know, yeah. Yeah. Why are you taking me Christiana? Well, there's nowhere else to go. Right. You know, every hospital's yeah. on divert. <laughs> you know, you're going to sit in a structure for an hour now. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's uh, which technically we don't need or don't have to do that, but that's because we're nice people and don't just turf patients. We don't have to do it, but we would feel. Terrible. Oh yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. We, would, that's what I'm saying. We're not, ter- you know, we're, not bad people. We here you go. Here's a chair. <laughs> yeah, you know. exactly. Uh, but it's going to get to that point. Yeah, you know, and it, 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 it has already happened in, in our district, in our small little part of the world. We've we've been so backed up that we're like, we're, we we got to do something with you because we got 14 calls. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, piled up. We got to go. Yeah, and I mean, we're fortunate that you know our turnover time is usually like less than 15, but. Gosh, there are some places that it's hours upon hours. Sure. We also, we'll get in my, my topic. It will top touch on this, but we're also burning out our people by making them turn around. Oh yeah. No, I, I'm not, I'm not, yeah. I'm saying the offload time at the ER is sure. Yeah. That's what I'm, I'm no, I, yeah. yeah that immediately having to go clear for the next call is not good. No. Yeah. We, we're, you know, I, and I hope my severe and my most sincere wish in this world is that eventually people understand how important EMS is to this cycle and yeah. actually start putting money into it. Right. You know, American EMS is such a goddamn clusterfuck right now. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. There's so many different models and so there's no oversight. You know. Well, and the fact that the main funders, Medicare, Medicaid, barely pay anything and have now instead of getting the data themselves are forcing the individual departments to aggregate the data and then send it into them or else they'll find you. Yeah. 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 Hey, we need and, these numbers and you have to give them to us. Yeah. We're not paying you to do that. Right. <laughs> and yeah, 
you know, you have to admit, I had to sit in a stupid meeting for you while, <laughs> while you were off and listen to this person talk about this. And I was like, this is going to take, uh, I don't even know how many man hours. Yeah. You oh know? yeah. Yeah. And, and I couldn't imagine that even you know, 10 years ago when it wasn't digital. Oh my gosh. No, no. Maybe we're fortunate that now we have the sergeant so I can have a little bit off my plate and focus on that. But I mean, some of these, like, can you imagine some hillbilly company, like, I don't know, Powellville having to do this? Well, but so even take that the other way. So I live in, in New York fire department's district. It's not a career fire department. I think it was either New York or Christiana. One of the two of them was in our whatever cycle yeah. for this reporting. Okay. Same Salisbury. And think about them. They don't have a paid support admin staff. Yeah, that's true. To pull that data. Yeah. So they just got to pull the data. Volunteer officers are pulling the data or the pay guys who are running 20,000 calls a year. Right. Who's running the data? You know, who's doing yeah. that for Medicare? Yeah. But you're facing losing book funding and getting yeah. fined yep. and you have no options, yeah. you know, yeah. and there's no state agency to step in and say, no, 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 we'll do this. Exactly. Yeah. It's just because of the lack of oversight. Right. Yeah. You know, it's just, yeah. You would think a paramedic in Maryland would be the same as a paramedic in Florida. (laughs) No, no. Well, in Jersey, I can't, it's crazy. I get all these, you know, I still get the mailers like, Oh, you're a paramedic. We're going to come apply for us. Yeah. And they're all from Jersey. They're like, bang, bang, but we need paramedics. We need paramedics. I see all these articles. We're just dying. We don't have enough paramedics. I can't even go be a paramedic in Jersey. I would have to go back to like a 1500 hour course to become a, a Jersey paramedic. Really? Oh, cause they don't honor national registry. They don't do reciprocity with national registry. Oh, that is. Oof. So you're talking about <laughs> why aren't people coming to you? Yeah. I could be in Jersey in 20 minutes, but I'm yeah. not going to take a 15 hour, hundred hour course. No, you know, at my cost. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Like, they these people go to school on their at their dime, whether it's their time or their fuel or whatever, it's still their time. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. You know, some if places, only there was a national association of EMTs. <laughs> that doesn't that that doesn't really seem to push for anything. Yeah. It really seems that NREMT and NAEMT have kind of just been like hands off, like, well, you guys do whatever. We don't want to upset any apple carts. <laughs> yeah. It, it does, right? I no, mean, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. The, the whole goal of like the, we were going to go to a standard and all that went out the window because that was what, yeah. 2017? Yep. That oh, all yeah. died. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. It's, it's rough. We're on a now we're inside baseball EMS. For oh, gosh, yeah. Super yeah. inside. I mean, but that you got people, taxpayers need to know how bad things are right now because oh, yeah. eventually it's going to happen that you're going to call 911 and no one's going to show up. Yep. You know, it's already happened. I mean, it's happened to me riding up here in Newark years ago. I got diverted off three calls. Mm. Wow. On the way to one call. <laughs> True. You know, just get divert, divert, diverted. Go from yeah. an Alpha to a Bravo to a Charlie, and it's like, what the heck's going on? Mm. But somebody's mm. not going to that call, you know. Yeah. And you're yeah. going to be an Alpha level call. You're going to be in a queue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. You look at DC where they don't even dispatch a DC unit anymore on Alpha calls. It's a commercial ambulance. Yep. 
Yeah. Again, for listeners, there's the EMD codes, the call taker, you know, listens to what you got and they prioritize it. So omegas is you don't need an ambulance at all, but for some reason you called. Alpha is very low acuity. You've got up to, what is it, an hour for EMS to show up? Technically an hour for an ambulance to show up. Yep. Bravo is your emergent BLS stuff. Charlie is the next step up. That's your beginning ALS, but that's a cold response ALS most places. A lot of places, yeah. Yep. D Delta is your, you know, you've got severe trouble breathing, some chest pains, and then Echo is your not breathing, severe traumatic injuries, things like that. So, yeah. yeah. And and now a lot of people are, the fire department is pulling up the burden. Did you read the hmm. article from somewhere in California? where they had, I think it was like San Bernardino or somewhere. It was some larger city in, in uh, California. Uh, San Diego. Mm-hmm. I think it was San Diego. They had contracted with this agency to do EMS. Oh, yeah. The, the agency couldn't hire enough people to cover the shifts. So then the fire department has to send fire aid, fire yep. department equ- equipment to go to these places just to show up. Yeah. Just so oh, yeah. somebody's there. Yep. But we yeah. do that in Salisbury. You know, people ask all the time, "Why is there a fire engine here?" Well, because we don't have an ambulance, right? Or, yeah. or we're here to help the ambulance. Yeah. You know. <clears throat> yeah. Well, I mean, that's another thing. People still think, "Oh, you're on the fire truck. You're just a fireman." That's true. That's not only is it people who call nine one one, but it's also people who work for us. Uh, yeah. yeah. And not just us, but everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. 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 yeah good discussion with a doctor about that today yeah yeah it was we were trying to talk here figure out how to better educate even our own folks about you know the days of grab and go especially for pediatrics is over and that the one the doctor from hopkins she was like it seems to be is it a machismo thing or something it's like i'm a fireman so you know we just need to educate them and i think once we do that i said doc if you can figure out how to educate the entire fire service to listen to ems you will make a mint <laughs> yeah. uh, first you gotta have to figure out how to not put two firemen in a room and break a ball bearing yeah but yeah, uh, yeah. and the one guy <laughs> from howard county he was just he was like preach <laughs> but i i also see the other side of it is there are people who got into it not to do EMS. Right. You yeah. know, and we went from a specialization. You used to be a firefighter. Yeah. And you used to be an EMS provider. And then we said, nope, everybody mm-hmm. has to do both. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And there are people who do not want to do both. Right. And on both sides of it, there are EMS people who don't want to do both. And it breaks my heart when they say, well, I would apply for your company, but, but yep. you're making me do fire. I don't want to do fire. Yep. You know, I don't want to run into burning buildings. I want to go help strangers. I want to go provide CPR, and I want to be a, the best fireman I can be. I don't want to run a burning building, and that yep. seems like a perfectly reasonable yes worldview yes. to me. Absolutely, I think yeah. it's crazy for all the people who do run the burning buildings, and this is somebody yep. who runs in a burning building. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. but. Uh, we just the 20 years ago where we just decided right, yeah. everybody has to play together and yeah. it's not working. It's starting to fail. Yeah, it is. You know, the it system really is. is cracking Yep. Uh, or maybe it has cracked. No, oh, it's and, cracked. It's just, yeah, we're waiting for that. The, the dam's eventually going to fully break. And yeah. 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 Um, mm-hmm. But well, you know, if you can figure out the answer, 
please uh, email us or join our Discord and tell us. Because we <laughs> yeah. would love to hear the answer. Yeah, I would love to have an answer. All the time, I, I sit there and think about what what can we do, and I don't have. I don't know. Yeah, I, it, I don't know what the answer. Unfortunately, is. it comes down to voters and putting pressure on politicians to actually do something. Yeah, you know, at the mm-hmm. rubber hits the road with politicians not not being involved in one of the most important services you can provide to your voters. Yeah, yeah. That's it. That's the end of the day. <laughs> well, you figured that one out. Figured it out. Well, uh, this all leads into topic one if we're done rigmaroling. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. And I think we'll probably just have one topic today. Yeah, this is kind of a bummer <clears throat> topic. And I, I so we, we just had a first responder, a police officer, take his own life um, locally. I would yeah. say locally, these are sure still locally. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a couple counties away. And it's becoming an epidemic. It's not even becoming. It's an epidemic. It is, in yeah. Fire, police, EMS. It's an epidemic. Um, providers taking their own lives. And I just wanted to talk about, and it's not about my view, but it's my experiences. And you can chime in on your experiences if you want. I'm not pressuring oh, yeah. you to. I, I'm an open book. Um, but I think sometimes I think the problem is a lack of communication. Um, I think we all, everybody who works this job internalizes everything and says, I'm different. And I don't think we're as different as we think we are. And I think that really ends up being the problem. Yeah. You know? Yeah. We all think, you know, oh, we're wired differently. We, we can deal with this stuff. Not, Not even that it's, I'm different. The reason I'm having this problem is I'm different. Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Like. Those, I see those other people and they're handling it, but I'm different. So something's wrong with me and yeah. I end up and they end up at a point where they can't move on past that. Yeah. Yeah. You know? No, you're right. Yeah. It's um, yeah. You know, and you and I are old enough now that we kind of have kind of passed three generations of this bullshit. Truth. Yeah. You know, we've kind of gone through, you know, I started, in EMS, I wrote my first ambulance call in 1995 or 96, somewhere around there. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, and the guys who I wrote ambulance with then were old salty firemen who'd been around since the 70s. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and boy, did your your emotions didn't matter. <clears throat> right? You could, you weren't tough enough. Right. Get the hell out. Suck it up, Buttercup. <sighs> well, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to. I think there's a part of that suck it up buttercup that, that matters because there is an attitude that you have to have to do our jobs. That is suck it up buttercup. I'm cold. I'm wet. I'm tired. I I'm pissed off, but I still have a job to do. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But but that's the thing. It's when you have the job to do when, when the task is over, when the call's over, whatever. Yeah. That's when you need to be able to let yourself be a human and, and feel and, Break down and get that stuff out. Yes, I agree. But I think one of the reasons people feel threatened is that they think the suck it up buttercup has to go away. And I think suck it up buttercup Neil, still needs to be there. You still have to be tough to do this yeah. job. It's a tough job. It is. Um, yeah. So you still have to have that mental toughness. Yeah, I think uh, that's a good point. <clears throat> so I don't want that to go away. 
but I also want us to be able to deal with things. So I was thinking about this on my bike ride today in the 68 degree weather in January. And uh, been thinking about it all day because of the news out of, salt, of the shore. Yeah. And thinking about my own experiences. I worked for bosses who didn't care about my mental health. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, I went through a period where I would get this feeling that if I went to work, I was going to die. And I would Oof. call out sick. Yeah. It happened quite a few times. Um, didn't talk to anybody about it because I knew that if I talked about it, I would never get promoted. Um, I th- would be probably relegated to a position I didn't want to be in. Yeah. You know, um, and that would have been the end of the story. I probably would have quit the fire department and been done. So I think uh, a lot of people get to that point. And a lot of people get to the point where they can't, they just can't find a place to turn to. Yeah. And then they look at the old salts and I sadly to say, I'm one of the old salts now. And they're like, well, how the hell did you do it? And you can't answer them. And that's the hardest part. Yeah. You know, because to me, I didn't know I had PTSD until I wrote a paper for college. And I was like, (laughs) wait a second. Yeah. I have that and that. And yeah. that and that and that, because I had been mm-hmm. taught that PTSD only happens from an, an occasion. Right. Right. Yeah. I've been taught you only get PTSD from the Twin Towers or, you yeah. know, a traumatic call. And ne- traumatic calls never bothered me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's the it's the aggregate aggregate calls that build up and, you know, the constant stress, the things like that, that can easily now I said there's. There's another term for it now, and I can't remember what it is. Yeah, I looked it up in my paper. I can't remember what it is. I wish I could find my paper. Because there was some, finally, when I was writing this paper, there was some research about the different kind of PTSD that first responders go through. Every day, you're exposed to loud noises and stressful calls and your adrenaline jumps and your yeah. dopamine dumps and your the highs and the lows and the lows and the lows and the annoyings and the you know the, just the burnout and all of the things. <clears throat> but we just never, we just dealt with it. You know, cumulative PTSD. There you go. Yep. And, you know, I think a lot of people in our line of work feel like, well, I, I have burnout, but that's my problem, you know, and they're unfortunately when they go to their bosses and say, Hey, I I can't do this anymore. Yeah. There's no answer. Right. If, if someone comes to me at work and says, hey, I just can't handle being on the ambulance anymore, I don't have an answer to them. Because where do I send them? <laughs> you know? Yeah. I, I, don't, I can't be like, all right, we're going to put you down in the minor leagues for a while so you can just <laughs> chill out. Like, we don't have yeah. that option. Yeah, we don't. You know? Um, yeah, I mean, other than, you know, yeah, referring them to, you know, inpatient, outpatient stuff. Well, and, I, and, <laughs> and that's not always the fix. It's not a fix. Like I am, that is one thing. I'm so glad that we stopped the whole, Oh, you had a bad call. Go home. Well, there's two things. I'm glad we stopped. Cause that was ridiculous. I mean, you send in, yeah, you would have a bad call at midnight. Like, Oh yeah, just, just go home. No, I want to finish the shift at, nah, just go home. Okay. I'm going to go home to my empty apartment and drive past three bars on the way. Right. Yeah. They they tried to send me home one time at Mm -hmm. five in the morning. (laughs) And I'm like, 
my shift's got yep. an hour and a half left. Right. I got a two hour drive back home. What's the point? And it didn't, the call didn't bother me. It mm-hmm. was never a question of how are you feeling? It's a question of this is what we think you should feel. Right. Yeah. Right. And the yeah. other thing that I hated was the chaplain coming over and saying, well, this is how we deal with this. <laughs> I, you're nothing to me. Yeah. And I'm sh- I sure there are some departments that have a very engaged, personable, likable chaplain. We haven't had that. I don't, but, but it's presumptuous of the department to think that I want to talk to a chaplain anyways. Well, yeah. You're not talking about my religious beliefs. Right. You're talking about somebody else's religious beliefs. Yeah. yeah. You know, if you're going to say this is our mental health counselor and maybe he also support does spiritual support, that's a different conversation. Exactly. But this idea that you have to have a chaplain and if you're not mm-hmm. a follower of that religion, then fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, terrible. It is. And, yeah. And how many fire departments have, <laughs> they have chaplains and that's their spirit. That's their support system. Yeah. You know, and I think there are probably some amazing chaplains out there Yeah, who do amazing work, but that doesn't mean it's for me. Exactly. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's one of those, it should be an option, but not a force. Yeah. <clears throat> we forced it. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. We still force it on people in our department. It's insane. You know, we, uh, I don't want to get in that conversation, Yeah, <laughs> but you know, we, we, we just, we don't have a good answer. We think right. we have answers. Yeah. And that's why I think the worst part, I think that's the trap we're in now. And that's the part I feel like we're really screwing up is we think we know what the answer is, but we don't because <clears throat> if, if someone comes to me and says, this is going on. Okay. Well, we're going to send you to inpatient care. Well, I, I can't not see my family for three months. Right. I can't work my three other jobs that I need to work for three months. Yeah. You know, I can't so I can't survive off the money you're paying me yeah. to go to inpatient care. So no. Yeah, that's yeah, and like you said, and then there's another reason why people are gonna keep things close to the chest because they're gonna say, Well, if I say something, they're gonna try to do this and that. And I won't be able to work, I won't be able to do this and Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a shame. It is a shame. And, you know, the other part of it is I always felt, and I'm just going to talk, I'm talking only mm-hmm. for myself. Yeah. I always felt it was my burden to bear. I signed up for the job. Mm-hmm. And this is what I right. signed up for. <sighs> but you didn't. I did. Yeah, you a, did. But that, that, there is a part of that that's true. And that I can't, we can't get away from that is I took an oath. Right. I knew I'm special. I'm not special, but I'm more <laughs> special than some because I knew what it was going into it yeah. a little bit because my parents were, my mother was an ER nurse. My dad was on the ambulance. I, I knew yeah. more than most going into it. I knew what it was going to be. Right. So, but I always felt this is my burden. I do this so other <laughs> people don't have to. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, you know? and I think that comes, <clears throat> that's part of the whole, you know, mentality of a lot of first responders yes it's because we're you know we're fixers and we'd rather you know lump it on ourselves and deal with it i mean that that's why i can't remember what the study said but it's like more than half of all first responders fire ems police score like six or higher on the aces score the adverse childhood event because we get into this so other people don't have to go through some of the stuff we did or see some of the stuff we see and all that yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it's 
it's such a hard job, you know, and it, and I can tell you now going into my 20, whatever year of this stuff, <laughs> it's not getting easier. No. If anything, it's no, getting it's worse, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and I talked about the guys that did work the other day. I don't think it's the bad calls because I, I went to paramedic school to go to the bad calls. Yeah. I went to paramedic school to go to traumas. I went to yeah. paramedic schools to, to give D50 and bring mm. back diabetics. And I went to do CPRs. That was my, that's why I went. Yeah. The contract failed when I had to go to the nursing home for the 14th time on, in a shift. Right. You know? Yeah. When I became a shuffler of patients instead of a caregiver. Yeah. That's where the contract failed. Oh yeah. I think you're absolutely, yeah, that's a big part of it. And I think it's also, I knew for me, another hard part of it is look, I can, yeah, take care of you sick as could be this and that, but it's, I think it's the ripple effects I see sometimes, especially once we started doing the termination resuscitation and everything with little to no training on how to tell a family Yeah, that I, I still is so hard. Yeah. I, I yeah. mean, the other day, the shift before Christmas, I had to tell a family that their father was dead. Yeah. I didn't sign up for that. No. No one trained me for that. Right. No one has given me the skills for that. No, the state gave you a half hour video about it. Yeah. The state gave me a half an hour video of it and everything they said in there was bullshit. And not one part of that was you have to look the family in the eye and tell them what's going on. And not only that, but then say, and see you bye, we're leaving. You know, uh, that's, I think the worst part is for me, it's become, I have to give this bad news and there's no resolution. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cause so often, I mean, you know, I've had people, you know, what do I do now? It's like, I I don't know. Right. I, I don't know. Yeah. And I, I, but I have to go on another call. See ya. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, I, and that's going to weigh on me and it's yeah. going to weigh on anybody. I would hope. Right. You know, but the state has determined mm. that that's my job. Yeah. But they didn't ask me. Right. They didn't, they didn't say, Hey, do you buy into this? And I, I believe, I believe in the EMS side of it. I don't believe in what they're doing. Yeah. I I think making EMS workers into social workers is not, you know, I know a social worker. She happens to be one of the best people in the world, but I couldn't do her job. No, absolutely not. You know, and the fire department's not the fire department. The state has mandated that I have to do her job. Yeah. You know, that's crazy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's, it's, it's absolutely insane. Yeah. Hey, you spent, 15, 20 years, becoming a paramedic, learning all this stuff, becoming a firefighter, becoming an officer. Boom. Now we want you to be a social worker. Yeah. One call. Big Red does it all, right? <laughs> no, he doesn't. But they do. I was talking about our Big Red. <laughs> oh, well. <sorry. laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. but it's been a pride, a moment of pride in my life that always, we've always answered the call. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You know. Yeah. I mean, and that's why people, when they don't know what else to do, they call the fire department. Yep. Or e- we even have dispatchers. We're like, why did you send us, us to that call? And they're like, we didn't know what else to do for that person. We knew you guys would find a way to fix it. We're the fixers. And yep. I, I think that's part of it also is 
we get so upset when we can't fix things. Of course. We're, and we're upset with ourselves because we should have been able to fix it. And then, like you said, well, well I don't want to tell, you know, talk to Joe about it because maybe Joe could have fixed it. And that's a fault on me. And, you know, it's, yeah. Uh. Yeah. I mean, I mean <sighs> think about, I'm going to say again, from my experience, I went to fire one basic firefighting in 1997. They taught me how to tie yeah. ropes, yep. throw ladders, fight fire. Yeah. That's what they taught me. Yeah. They never taught me to help people with their f- possessions that are, you know, ruined or right, yeah. find grandpa's ashes in the bottom of a car fire. Yeah. Or turn off. They never told me the simple things like, turn, how do you turn water off in a building? Yeah. You know, because <laughs> people are going to call you for that. Yeah. You know, yeah. Th- these are things that they never taught you for, but now right. we've become this johnny on the spot and we're gonna do everything yeah and then when you can't or you don't know how to do it you're looked at in disgust it's like but what we called you you're supposed to be the heroes right right yeah i i I don't i've never met a fireman fire person firefighter yeah i've never met somebody in this job who says no oh yeah yeah and that is such an amazing set of people that I am so privileged to be a part of, but also so worried that it's going away. Yeah, no, I agree. You know? Yeah. I mean, think about it. We are, we're the only people who we show up at your door and people let us in without question. They will hand us their, you know, loved ones, their kids, their whomever, and just trust this stranger to take care and, you know, fix things, you know? Yeah. And we all signed up for it. Yeah. You know, we all loved it. And I think I said, loved it. Yeah. Purposely there. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we all did it for love. Nobody who works in the fire department is like, I guess I got nothing else to do. I'll go work the fire department. Yeah. Nobody. This, this is a way that I'm going to get rich and famous. Right. <laughs> Not one person has run into a burning building like, yeah, this seems like it'll be something. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's not true. We yeah. love it. Loved yeah. it. Yeah. And then we, and you and I, and I'm going to talk to every first responder. I hope you hear this. Who's in my generation of firefighters. We all are the nine 11 generation. Right. Yeah. We changed oh, yeah. our lives because of nine 11 for yeah. a lot of us. Yeah. You know, they, we made this our life, our career. Yeah, we were and we grew like up 18, 20. Yeah. We were dumb kids, you know? Yeah. Um, but we grew up in the fire service from bosses who didn't give a crap how you felt, who bosses who thought if you took sick time, you're weak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bosses who thought you, you should be so excited to come to work that you never even take off a day. Right. And you should do it for $12 a day. Yeah. What what, what do you mean you're going to take off? Right. But don't you know I need somebody? Well, no, but I need to be with my family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But not only that, but, and we did it for no pay. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know, we were, we loved it so much. Mm -hmm. And then somewhere along the lines, not just our department, but every department across the country, 
the 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 nine eleven money ran out. The joy. Yeah. I, I, I'm going to say 15 years after 9-11, no one gave a crap about the fire department ever again. Yeah. You know, yep, you're just the guys that show up and then we're going to exactly. yell at you because you did this instead of this. Yeah. And, or you were too slow or yep. you blew your siren in the middle of the night and it woke yeah. me, woke my How cat dare up. the fire department take a vehicle down this road? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that was a bad mistake that lady did. Absolutely. But that's what we deal with. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Lady, did you know we're going to a fire? Yeah. Yeah, but I got to get it to the grocery store, so I'm going to kind of pull over. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But, or, but what do you mean the firemen are at the grocery store or the right. drug store? Yeah. How dare that fireman run in the drugstore and buy ibuprofen because his back hurts? You know. How dare he? He should be on calls. <laughs> you know. I, I just, it. I mean, we get dragged through the mud through the internet. We get dragged through the mud by our bosses. What's the end goal? What's the end in sight for us? You know, pension. <laughs> yeah, but some of us aren't making it to pension. Yeah, that's yeah. You know, we're not making it because we're we're not dealing with these problems. We're not having answers, and we we we're, we feel like we've developed an answer, and that's it. You know, I, I mean, I got in an argument with a neighboring department. Because they had gone to a system that I think doesn't work. Not that I think it doesn't have a purpose and doesn't have a place, but that's not the end of the program. And they were so built in. They put so much money into this program and they were, they just didn't want to hear that training firemen to be social workers is never going to be the answer. Oh yeah. No, <laughs> no, we're not therapists. No, I don't have the temperament to be a therapist. I don't have no. the temperament to be a social, a social worker. Yeah. I don't like people that much. <laughs> People are uh, a puzzle s- to me. Y- y- yeah, you say that though, but you, but you are good at in that moment. You're taking care of them. You're doing things. Where, like I said, we're the fixers. We're not the the maintainers. Yeah, twenty five minutes. That's a I'll totally different. Your, I'll be your best friend for twenty five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> I'll do whatever you need for twenty five minutes. Yeah. After that, I don't want to talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And that right, wrong, or different. That's that's the deal I made. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. There needs to be that that warm handoff, and you know, we are pre-hospital caregivers, yeah, emergency caregivers. That's it. We're not, you know, six-hour fixers or whatever. It's in the moment, the heat of it. We're fixing it. We're addressing it, and now it's we're we're going to give you to this doctor to continue your care, or you know, whomever. I think a lot of the times <clears throat> we don't have the right whomever and we it's, don't. and then we take it on ourselves. We're like, well, I was supposed to fix this. I didn't fix it. So the city I've, we work for you and I, and then yeah. we're going to talk just for fireside. Yeah. The city we work for uses the fire department to enforce codes, not the fire <laughs> marshal's office, but they expect us to find problems mm-hmm. and kick people out of houses in the middle of the night. Yeah. I'm not a code enforcement officer. I, I trained to run into burning buildings. You know, I see people in need. I'm going to help them. Right. That's my job. Yeah. Don't expect me to find problems. Yeah. But that's what it become. You know, yeah. it's just another thing that's been added onto this list of stuff. And I think my theory, my hypothesis is that's the stuff that's getting fire and police and EMS workers 
to the point where they can't handle it anymore. It's not the emergency calls. It's the other stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. It it absolutely is. Like you said, we're, we're trained for, you know, the high tech stuff, the, you know, the cardiac patients, the diabetics, the, I mean, even the grandma Schmerkins who fell, we're trained for that. Sure. It's the, well, I called 911 because I can't find my TV remote. Yep. I, I, you know, you know, oh, the, I'm thirsty. Oh, I, you know, <clears throat> we, we're not joking. We're not, I don't, obviously not joking about it, but we talk, yeah. you make that comment and we had that person in Salisbury and he was in yeah. my first two and I just yeah. could watch our responders getting yeah. angrier and angrier Yeah, and to the point where something was going to break Yeah, and <clears throat> our responders feel <sighs> like they can't they can't blow off the steam that they need to. Yeah. They can't be angry because if right. they were angry, their bosses are going to come down on them and say, how dare you? Yeah. When we're also never allowed to say no. When we're never allowed to say no. <clears throat> so we run out there and we pick his remote up yep. and we put it mm-hmm. and say, what channel you want it on? Yep. <clears throat> Three o'clock in the yep. morning. Mm-hmm. You're finally getting some sleep. Mm. Nope. He's thirsty. He wants you to call. He's called 911 because he's thirsty. Yep. Or he wants a sandwich or whatever. And I could watch oh, yeah. our responders mm. to the point where somebody was going to lose their job. Yeah. And yeah. no part of me as the boss could say, I'm never going to say you can't vent to me about it. Because anybody that says you shouldn't be frustrated by it is a liar. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> you know, you didn't get it. You didn't go to paramedic school to do that. No. No. And to think anybody should make you do that is insane. Yeah, I agree. You know, but our, I know, and because I've had bosses tell me, you just got to be nice all the time. Well, sometimes you're not going to be nice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. There's going to reach a breaking point for everybody. There is. Hopefully, you can do something before you hit that breaking point. But yeah, but again, it's, it's, what do you do? You know, I, I don't know, yeah, you, you know, as a boss now, I, that's the, that's the part that's frustrating me as a boss. I can look at from the boss side of it and say, right, this is doing harm, but I don't have an answer what to do about it. Yeah. I can't send you out to a rural, you know, if we were a County department, I could be like, Hey man, go out to Powellville for a while. Chill out, get yeah. some rest. Right. You know, it's not the perfect solution. No, but it's it's some sort of a solution. You know. What was the what was the stat? I can't remember what our calls per day was oh, the last I month. Oh, you know. I, I didn't even I can't remember off the top of my head. But the number is insane. Too many. It's too many. You know. Our providers are not getting breaks. Yeah. And so back in the old days, we were like, oh, just get on the engine for a little while. You'll have a little break. <laughs> yeah. But that doesn't, that doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you know, go to station just, one. Go to the vacation station. Yeah. Go to station one. Go to the vacation station. Well, I could tell you if I was misled. <laughs> <laughs> there, were li- there were lies. There were lies because there's no vacation out there. You know, they are busier than they've ever been. You know, and it's yeah. not, not going to get better. And I think that's what's really bad for 
fire and police and EMS, you know, this, this all comes out of this police officer. Think about the calls that they go on. You know, they, they walk in, some of these police warrants walk in and their queue is eight hours long. They walk in saying, well, if I get to all of these calls from that's the queue, yeah. My whole shift's done. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm not even getting to the calls that are going to come in right. while this is going on. Yeah. You know, and they didn't get into this yeah. for those calls. You know, I can only imagine. I think about it all the time. A police officer, the people who want to be police officers, more than likely were like, oh, man, SWAT looks awesome. And, yeah. Cops you know, and robbers. Cop and robbers. You got into mm. it because that's what you thought the job was going to yeah. be. It's yeah. not. You know, Johnny and Roy lied to mm. me. Oh yeah. Swat's lied to you guys. <laughs> you know. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that is one thing you kind of touched on it that we're fortunate in fire and EMS because we're if you're on the ambulance, you're with your partner. If you're on the engine, you're with <clears throat> two or three other folks. Cops are by themselves. They are. So they get done that call and it's they've got nobody to bounce anything off of, or they just have to sit there and you know, be in their own heads. Yeah. And that's awful. It's that- yeah. It's clearly awful because it's killing yeah. cops. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, and you also have it take it one step prior to that. You've got the dispatchers oh, who yeah. they they hardly ever get resolution. At least a lot of times, you know, we we took the patient to the hospital or you know the cop they they apprehended the suspect or whatever. The dispatcher on the other end is like, I I dispatched him to a call. I have no mm-hmm. idea what happened after that. Dispatcher is to me the worst job in the whole thing. Yeah, you know you're. More than likely the least paid. Oh, yeah. You're definitely the least appreciated. Oh, yeah. You get yelled at by everybody. You get yelled at on every side. And there's very rarely do you hear stories of, let's reward the dispatcher. It's always, well, the dispatcher fucked up. This is what's happening now. Yeah. 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 Uh, You know, it's and hearing people screaming for help. Gosh. On a day in and day out basis. Oh, my God. Yeah, you know. that's yeah. And you, you want to talk about cumulative PTSD? And I've never met a dispatcher who's healthy. No, you know, no. I've never met a dispatcher who is dealing with things well. No, it seems to be. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. They all seem to handle it poorly because yeah. they're not getting support. No, but we're not doing it. Maybe that's another part that I want to transition to is in this conversation is what I did to get healthy-ish. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm perfect in my brain, but, and I'm not saying it's going to work for everybody, but you got to have the time to unplug yourself from all of it. (laughs) That's the biggest thing. I don't hang around. There's only one firefighter who I talk to on a regular basis, and that's you. Yeah. You know, I don't go to firefighter bars. I don't hang around firefighter events. No. Um, I don't want to talk shop. You know, I have a couple friends who I check in on yeah. um, across the country who I've met and have good relationships with, but they're not my friends that I hang out with. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, firefighters hang out with firefighters. Yeah. And they talk about firefighter calls. <laughs> Well, yeah, and it's, well, it's like you talked about for the beginning, you know, it's because they love the job. They love the trade and it's, that's great, but yeah, you've got to you've got to have that other way to disconnect from it, and you know, touch base with what's yeah. I hate to say it, but the, you know, a normal life, not 
the stupid life we have and be able to, you know, attach yourself to a more grounded reality. And because yeah, the job's not going to be there forever. And that, I think that's another big issue we see is when, you know, these guys and gals, they can't do the job, you know, for whatever reason, it, it cripples them. Yeah. Because sure. that's all they've known their entire life. I mean, we just had a gentleman retire after 42 years. This this is the only job he's ever had. Right. This is all his life has ever been. So, yeah, that's that's got to be hard. Sure. I can tell you when I thought that my shoulder injury was going to maybe lead to permanent disability, that I got to the point where I would hear fire sirens and be like, man, I miss it. Yeah. You know, and I talk about, Oh man, I'm ready for my retirement. I don't know if that's true. You know, um, I don't know what's going to happen 20 in six years. Right. You know how I'm going to feel, but I know (laughs) that a part of it is I've got to walk away. Yeah. Yep. I don't see the fire service getting back to the point where I think it's going to be a good, not, I don't want to say this the wrong way. It's a yeah. good job. It is. Yeah. It's the best job I've ever had. It is. But the service has got to change or it's going to, right. It's yeah. not going to work anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's uh, a, I mean, you don't call the garbage man to come mow your lawn. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. Um, the, you know, what's what it, it's, <sighs> Cause I'm always the, I guess, contrarian. And that's how, <laughs> another thing I always felt. I always felt that I was an outsider in our fire department. I still feel like an outsider in our fire department. Um, and I think a lot of people feel that way. Yeah. And that probably gets on you. Oh, <laughs> but yeah. like, yeah. you know, as a contrarian, as an officer now, I get to say, no, we're not coming out to unlock your car. Call yeah. Papa Lock. Yeah. That's their job. Right. Yeah. No, I'm not unclocking your toilet. Call a plumber. Yeah. <laughs> that's their job. You know? Yeah. And I think that's going to be the end result is eventually some leadership's going to have to say, no, yeah, we're done. Yep. We're not doing that. You know, I I don't know the answer when, you know, we had a unit a little while ago dispatched to light up a scene for police. Right. Yeah. And they were out there for hours. Yeah. Didn't get to eat lunch or dinner. Didn't get to go to bed on time. Right. Sitting there lighting up the scene for police. Yeah. And the boss's excuse is, well, it's our job to help other agencies. It's not our job. Yeah. it's That's the police's job. Yeah. If they need lights, then they need to get their own lights. Yeah. Or, you know, or yeah. They, <laughs> call the electric company. Call. Yeah. Call the highway. Yeah. State highway. Yeah. You know, Light call up. somebody who's not us. Yeah. Because you're just putting us in situations that we don't need to be in. Right. And you're just adding stress to their day. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, when they're sitting there lighting hungry, up a scene that was, it was some kind of traumatic or sure. sentinel event. So now we're re-exposing our folks to that, taking them out of their somewhat normal cycle. Yeah. Now we've deprived them from food, shelter, <laughs> It's the whole Maslow's hierarchy. If you talk about just the damage that we do to ourselves just by working our shifts, and there is no, I, I don't care what study comes out, and I, I, I know this sounds 
contrarian and wrong to say, but I don't care what study comes out. There's no good answer to who handles the EMS call at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, no, there's not. There's no perfect like, oh, well, if you work from eight to three, then it'll be okay. That's not going to, there's no good answer to this. Yeah. The damage you're already doing by doing that. Live on a circadian rhythm. It's right. You can't change that. Can't. But to, as a boss to sit there and say, all right, well now we're going to go take extra duties and you're not going to eat your food and you're not going to get to sleep. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. You're just going to go sit out there and I've sat on fire calls. Oh yeah. Starving to death. I've been on EMS calls, starving to death. Yeah. So tired that I can't keep my eyes open. You know, I staged one night on Christmas Eve for four hours. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <sighs> that's four hours that you could have been doing anything else. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and, and the leadership doesn't think about that. They just think, oh, we're out there doing a good job. Right. You know, yeah. well, I got to take a piss. <laughs> it's four <laughs> yeah. hours. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. and yeah. this is, this is a funny aside, maybe. What's the lot? Well, you don't have it as bad as we do because you know you're on the ivory tower you know but when's the last time when you were frontline firefighter that you could take a shit in peace oh my gosh that never happens no you're all even if you even if a call doesn't come in you're thinking about what if a call comes in yeah yeah hey i just worked out i need to take a shower What's going to happen if a call comes in? I'm going to stage my shorts here and my socks here so I can get them ready to go. <laughs> yeah. And I'm going to run out, you know, soaking wet. Yep. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. The pooping thing is the worst though. Oh my, it's so, I, I try God. to explain it to my friends. I'm like, you guys will never experience the idea that I can't take a shit in peace. Yeah. Yeah. And, and <laughs> yeah. it's weird. Cause you're like, yeah, you're like, do you wait till you're about to explode? Cause then. Right. You're, you're going to get a call and you're, you're going to get a call. Your pants. <laughs> right. You're going to be on a call for two. If you have to take a dump and you don't, yeah, you're going to get punished and you're going to be on a call for two hours where you can't get to a toilet. Yep. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's going to picture on the news of a fireman taking a shit in a field. Uh, that was the nice thing about the old fire engines, the side doors, they opened, made a perfectly little, you know, <laughs> covered area. Yeah. <sighs> but, but yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's all stress yeah. we're adding to our yeah, people. You, you can't, you can't poop in peace. You can't eat a meal. No. Yeah. yeah. Not God. that my overeat, my overweightness is not partially my fault, but I've never eaten a meal in less than thirty seconds. Oh yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I haven't been on shift in four or five years. I still eat like a wolf. Right. It's like someone's going to steal my food. It's not that someone's going to steal my food. It's that I'm not going to see that food. Yeah, I know. But yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, and I, I go out with friends or something and they're like, what you're done already. Yeah. Yeah. Because I might have to go to call. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. You don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's yeah. But that's, <sighs> I mean, that's crazy. Right. You know, and the calories <laughs> that we eat just to survive the day. Yeah. There's a, re- it's like, if you ever go into a firehouse, you've never been in a firehouse. You go in a firehouse, there's cookies and brownies and whatever sitting around. Yeah. Because sometimes they just need something. Yeah. And they'll be oh, snacking. Yeah. And the problem is you're snacking like you're going to use 18,000 calories and then you don't end up doing it. Yeah. But if you don't snack like that, you're going to end up at two o'clock in the morning going, oh my God, I can kill somebody for a brownie. <laughs> yeah. 
I will eat a Wawa hat, hot dog at this point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, Wawa is the greatest thing that's ever happened to the fire service. Oh my gosh. I can't tell you how many times I've gone out of a call and gone right to Wawa, yep. grabbed anything and just shoved yeah. it in my face. Yep. You know, three o'clock in the morning, there's three donuts. Yeah. Why? Because I'm on my 18th call and I'm not going to stop soon. <laughs> yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What was it? Like, just the act of going to work increases your caloric need by like 500. Sure. Because as soon as you turn on for work, your, you know, your heart rate goes up, your, you know, everything, your metabolism kicks up a little bit because you're all, you're in like a pre alarm fight or flight the entire shift. Mm-hmm. And that's not healthy. And, and it's really bad when it starts to bleed into the day before and the day after. That's what I was about to say. It's not just the day before. It's not just the day of the shift. It's the night before the shift. Oh yeah. Oh, it's six o'clock. I got to go to bed because I got to get up at three o'clock yep. morning to go to work. Yeah. And you know, oh, it's the day after shift. Oh man, I, I got I got to do seven things yep. before I can even think about taking a nap. Yep. Yeah. You know? oh. Yeah. I used to. When I had a Fitbit, I would track and it was like clockwork because I yeah, we worked D shift, A shift. I got off that morning. That night I would collapse. I would get like 10, 12 hours sleep. Mm-hmm. The next night, B shift night, I would get a normal eight hours most times. C shift, the night before we worked, I would be lucky to get six hours of sleep. If I get six hours of sleep on a C shift, I think that's a win. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, D shift we work, it was usually between two and four hours of sleep. Yeah, I have the um, the Garmin now. Yeah, and I can pull up my sleep from last night at work. Yeah, you know, and we didn't even run a call. Right. Yeah, but still, you're. Did I miss a call? Is there a call going on? Are those guys okay on their call? What's mm-hmm. going on there? That's yeah, yeah. Because that's the thing, folks. You don't just. It's not just you know the dispatcher comes in and rubs your shoulder and says, "Hey, wake up. Yeah. There's a call." It's this horrible cacophony. And you're like, what? Well, that wasn't even my station. And then you're supposed to go back to bed in a decent, restful sleep. It doesn't happen, folks. Yep. So, Or, or you come back from the call after you just, you said you, you drove like a maniac across town, you pulled somebody from the jaws of death, you took them to the hospital, and then you're supposed to go back and out like a light. Yep. That, so, it, it, yeah. my Garmin says that yesterday mm-hmm. uh, I got two hours and 47 minutes of rest. Okay. In a 24 hour period. Okay. Um, now, my 24 hour period starts at three in the morning when I get up because yeah. that's just how my world works. Uh, my stress level from 7 a.m. until midnight is all in the stress over 75 percentile. No, oh, that's, that's, that's healthy. That's good the for only, your body. The only time I got rest was somehow at nine thirty till about nine forty. I got I was actually asleep. Ten minutes. Right my Ten minutes before Oof. I had to go on a call. <laughs> yeah. Yes, so yes. think about what that's doing to my body. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that just just alone that high stress level, the cortisol levels. That's. Uh, and the only way I deal with it, and that's what I've developed, is I drive by myself for two hours. Yeah. Hopefully no doctors call me during that two-hour drive. 
And then yeah. I go for a walk or I go yeah. ride my bike or right. that's the only way that I can dump it out of my system. Oh yeah. Yeah. But unfortunately too many guys and gals, it, they're not, they, they don't have that luxury. They're going right to another job or mm-hmm. they're coming home to, you know, take care of the screaming kid or the whatever. I watched, I watched my driver this morning get off his work and he looked like shit. Yep. Cause I don't care what you do. You don't sleep great at work. No. Uh, you just don't. And if you do sleep great at work, you're never going to get a call. And then you get yelled at your boss because you missed the call. (laughs) Yeah. You know, Um, but you don't sleep great. And he was like, I'm on my way to work. And I'm like looking at him going, you look like shit now. And you're about to go drive a big truck around. Right. Yeah. Full of petroleum products. (laughs) Full of petroleum products. You know, what is that doing to your body? He's 28 years old. Yeah. And I'm looking at him going, I know where you're at. I've been there. Yeah. Christ, I would drive all over the goddamn country off after my shifts. Yeah. You know? How do and we fix him? I don't know. <sighs> how you you know how we fix him, Chief? Yeah. We pay him right. Yeah, that's a big part of it. Forty thousand dollars a year for a man who's trained as much as he has and has dedicated his life. Yeah. It's not a fair it's not a fair trade. You know, and when that man finally says, I'm done, I'm going to go deliver widgets for Amazon and where you have to go, we just lost, we just lost all that dedication. And I, you know, I look at, we just lost love or hate him. We just lost what I thought was one of the best people on a shift to go be a deputy sheriff. Oh yeah. No, I, yeah, absolutely. You know, and we didn't just lose a person. We lost, I think he had like six years on the job. Yeah. Six years of experience. Oh, yeah. The dedication that he brought to learn his job. Yeah. To do all the training that he did. And, you know. And, and just, he was one of those, he, he seemed like a genuinely happy to be here, proud to serve kind of guys. Sure, absolutely. The one that, you know, the, the rarity now. Yeah, and, and we couldn't keep him. Yeah. And the fire department didn't give a crap. The fire department said, you're right. Say you bye. You want to go somebody somewhere else? Screw you. You know, instead of having a conversation, what can we do to fix this? Yeah. It was, thank you for your service. See you bye. We'll get somebody else. We don't have anybody else anymore. No, we don't. You know, and that's, <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know the answer anymore. And when my firefighter walks out and says, I'm done, I'm going to say, I don't know what to do. Right. You know, and I can't blame him. I literally can't blame him anymore. Um, We did it. We shouldn't have done it. I think that's the problem. I think that's one of the worst attitudes in the fire services. Well, I had to put up with it. Yeah. Oh God, it is. Do you remember I came to work for $27,000 a year? Well, that was wrong then too. Yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. It was wrong. Yeah. You know, um, you know I, I I don't know the answer to that problem. I know the answer. We've already talked about it. Yeah. Politicians. Politicians. Yep. You know. Yeah. And you talk to our politicians and they say, well, you're the most expensive fire department in the, in the state. What are you talking about? <laughs> I would Crazy. love to know where they get that. You know. Do you know how much other fire departments pay? Yeah. <laughs> and they still don't pay enough. Right. Yeah. You know, 
you know, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know, boss. I don't know the answer to all these problems. <sighs> I think that's the worst part for me personally. And I think the worst part for a lot of our fire services. And I think that's ultimately for these first responders is they end up at this point. We don't have answers to fix this. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, those are my ceiling fan moments is, you know, how are we going to fix it? Yeah. How are we going to prevent suicide? Yeah. I don't know. Mm. You know, we talk about, oh, well, your peers are going to notice something. You know what that does? That makes your peers feel like shit when they didn't notice. Yeah. Oh, I, I should have noticed that. I should have right. seen it coming. Yeah. He was just the same guy he's always been. You know, or they were always like that. Or I just was wrapped up in my stuff and now you've put on it on me. You know, uh, and I, you know, I don't know the, the details and the stats, but departments that are affected by it, I can't imagine what it, you know, sure. how that long-term effect, I know yeah. for a fact that Wilmington fire department, when they lost three firefighters in line of duty, a bunch of firefighters said, I'm done. Yeah. I can't oh, yeah. do it anymore. Yeah. You know, and we all, again, I don't want to take it away. We signed up for that. You know, we signed up yeah. to burn run into burning buildings. No firefighter is ever bitching about running into burning buildings. Right. Yeah. You know, and we know it's dangerous, you know, yeah. but we didn't sign up for the rest of it. No, no. And I, I don't, that's, man, I feel like I just wasted everybody's time. <laughs> no, you didn't waste anybody's time. I mean, it's definitely, that, it's, I mean, even if all this does is generate a conversation in a firehouse or a EMS station or something like that, or even a police station, it's done something. Yeah. It really has. Cause the more people talk about it and understand it. And so it's not just that, you know, well, I, I'm different or this and that. No, we're all screwed up. (laughs) I would love to tell you all. And if I could reach every firefighter, every first responder, every police officer, EMS worker, dispatcher. Yeah. You're not different. No. We all feel what you feel. Yeah. We have all felt like we couldn't turn somewhere. Yeah. If you, if your boss is someone you feel like you can't turn to, you should quit that job. Yeah. If your boss thinks it's okay to yell at you at work over shit that doesn't matter, you need to quit Mm -hmm. that job. Because if your boss is making the parts of your call or your job that shouldn't be difficult, more difficult, quit that job. It's not worth it. I'm going to tell you that 100% of the time. That's just the truth of the matter. Yeah. If you can't talk to your boss about this stuff, and here's the problem. As a boss, I don't have an answer, <laughs> but I'll listen to you, you know? Yeah. What if you yell at your boss over something stupid? <laughs> like wrong directions. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. But again, I mean, that was a build up that I, sure. yeah, that was, that wasn't an isolated event. No, no it wasn't. No. Um, so. I mean, if my employee yelled at me about something like that, I'd be like, all right, look, we're done. Talk to, we're not, not going to yell about yeah. it. Yeah. But, you know, 
this sounds weird to say because of how I grew up. I grew up in fire service with guys who thought it was okay to yell at people. Right. In the fire service. Yeah. Like, this is my job. I don't go to fucking Bank of America and have some manager come screaming at me about the fucking toilets not being clean. <laughs> yeah. Like, there, there is no place right. in a professional environment. I don't care if you're talking volunteer. I don't talk, care if you're talking police, fire, EMS, dispatcher. Right. There is no place in any workplace for a person of power to yell at a, a subordinate. Right. That's just not right. And that doesn't help the situation. No, it doesn't. No, it just escalates. It just escalates until you lose that employee. <clears throat> yeah. You know. There's, But it doesn't help anybody. It just, it only makes things worse. And if you can't see that, you shouldn't be a boss. You know, just shouldn't be. Because you're not, yeah. you don't have the temperament for it. No, you don't. <clears throat> and that's, I, th- I think that's another side of the fire department. We have personal, we specifically the fire service have is people don't treat it as a profession because we do joke around and we laugh and we have fun at work as much yeah. as we can. Right. But it's still our profession. It's still yeah. our job. It is. It is. You're not there to be treated like shit. No. You know, I'm, I used to even, I can say I was because I was raised this way. Probies are probies and probies are blah. Yeah. And when I got promoted, the first to take over the off the be the officer of station one, my probies reported to me and they said they told me I wasn't supposed to talk. And I said <laughs> bullshit. Because if you're not talking, then I don't know if you're learning. Exactly. And they they even told me that they weren't even supposed to carry radios because they weren't supposed to talk on the radio. What? And I said, bullshit, because you have eyes and you're an adult. Yeah. And if you need to talk on the radio, you need to talk on the radio. Exactly. Uh, and to break that Oof. cycle of probationary members being less than dirt. Yeah. Sure. They don't know everything about the job. Right. But guess they're what? On we didn't job. at one point either. <laughs> we, sure. But they're on the, they're on their job. They're yeah. not at their hobby. Right. This isn't their, you're not their father. You're their boss. Yeah. They should expect you to treat them with respect as adults, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, it's just another bullshit thing that is affecting people. I think, you know, this has just become a rant now. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. But you got to get it out. Yeah. I'm very lucky. I mean, this is another thing I could tell you. If you have the opportunity to marry my wife, marry her, she'll really keep you grounded. Yeah. Um, she makes me feel like crap all the time. But, no, <laughs> but you need to have somebody uh, in your life you can unload to. Yeah, you do. Yep. Yeah. 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 You got to have a person. Um, you got to have somebody. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't have to be the love of your life and your, but you got to have somebody in your life you can just talk to and get this shit out of your system. You know, the frustration of the fire service is, it's real and i think i think it's killing people it is no you're it is yeah. it is and it's like you said it's not just our profession it's dispatchers and cops too. yeah i i don't know how i, I look at the couple of dispatchers that have worked for wakamaka county for as long as i've yeah. worked for salisbury and i'm like i don't know how the hell you, you've done it yeah i uh i don't it's such a 
such a crazy job that they have and and get paid as little as they get paid yeah um you know we give them crap all the time um but i couldn't do their job no 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 yeah (laughs) there's fire departments that are so crazy that they're like hey you got promoted now you're working in dispatch yeah 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 what yeah or hey you're on late duty you're in dispatch exactly (laughs) (laughs) what hey um you've never been trained for this and you're not ready to experience this, but go listen to people screaming about, yeah, they need help. Yep. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. What? Yeah. That's healthy. (laughs) (sighs) You know, this is another personal opinion. I don't think it's healthy that we have admin officers. No offense to you guys in the admin, but you didn't get in the, I hope you didn't get in the job to be an admin. And I'm sure there are people who did, they're like, oh, I want to climb up the ladder and be over there. But like, hey, you're promoted. You're going to supply. You're going away from everything you trained for and yeah. experienced. And what's the frustration of that? I couldn't even imagine. Yeah. yeah. You know, my boss asked me why I didn't put in for promotion. I said, because the only place for promotion is a job I don't want to do. Yeah, that's true. You know, you, you take that away from me. You put me yeah. in supply for the rest of my career and I would be, Oof. I'm walking away from the job. Unfortunate in my part in admin, but are, and, and I'm not taking away that it's not an important job and it has to be done, but you didn't sign up for it. Right. You signed up to go on calls. Yeah. You, you want to help people. Oh yeah. 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 You know, I can imagine the frustration when you're like, man, there were three amazing calls in Salisbury, but I was in meetings. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's that frustration, but it's also, Say, to go back to one of your very earlier points, now I'm doing, you know, those meetings and stuff so somebody else doesn't have to. Sure. But you're taking that on yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, What's that doing to you? Exactly. Yeah. You know. um, I look at our captain who's trying to get the hell out of admin as quick as he can because he wants to get back to the job he signed up for. Yep. Oh, yeah. You know. Um, and some people are, and, and this is not a Salisbury thing because you look at some of these, the bloat on all these departments, Yeah, you know, Hey, congratulations. Oh. You're promoted to fire prevention. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I'm, I, right. I want to be on an engine. Yeah. I want to be on an ambulance. I want to be doing, no, 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 yeah. no. We need you talking to school kids. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have no training for that. Oh, well, right. you'll figure it out. Right. You know. Um, we're lucky in Salisbury that the people who are for the most part on the admin side are very dedicated to that job. I look at the fire marshal and say, truth, man, we lucked out with that guy. Yes, we did. Well, what happens when he leaves? I don't know. I, you know. Yeah, fire inspector will take over. <laughs> <laughs> sure. But you know, there's a part of me that says, why do we have a supply officer when we should just hire a civilian to do that job and keep our firefighters doing firefighting jobs. You mean it was pitched six years ago? I know, but whatever, you know, and I look at that person going, he's stressing himself out over this job because I think ultimately he's not doing the job he wanted to do. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. That guy hired, he's, he started the job with me. I know for a fact, he didn't start the job to be like, you know what I want to be the supply officer. (laughs) 
Yeah, I don't think so. I, nobody did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Now it's just ranting. I'm just ranting at this point. Yeah. No. Uh, but uh, making it longer. I really wish I had an answer for everything. Everything I said. The only thing I can take away from all this is, please, you're not different. No. Reach out. Get help. Yeah. yeah. And if you feel like you can't get help, reach out to us. Yep. Reach out to somebody. Yeah. Um, because, God, it's a tough job. It is. And whatever side we're talking about, it's a tough job. Yeah. And you doing things you didn't sign up for. Yep. And I feel for you. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, you don't have to, you know, struggle through it alone or whatever. Reach out, talk, you know, hit us up, whatever you you need um, to do. Yeah. And a weird thing to think about is not every therapist is going to be the answer for you. Yeah. You might have to go through different people. It might take you multiple people to find a therapist that you like or a system that you can work with. Yeah, it's like it's like buying shoes. You got to find the pair that fits. Yeah, I I wish I could live in a world where not a single firefighter, police, EMS, dispatcher took their life right for this job, because we only get one. It's so precious. It is. And, uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, it, it breaks yeah. my heart. It breaks yeah. my heart. The family goes out to, or my the, just the feelings of the family of the officer who took his life. Yeah, and the department that yeah. that all of those ripple effects. Yeah. And that guy didn't sign up for the job to then take his life because of No, he didn't. That's not fair to him. It's not fair to his family. Uh, And I wish I had an answer for all the problems. I don't. I don't think anybody has an answer. And that's the problem. Yeah. Just try to be good to each other. And smoke weed. (laughs) You know, the more I read about PTSD and marijuana use. Yeah the more it's driving me nuts that it's not more widely accepted. Yeah. Yeah, I say smoke it. I mean, gummies or something. Whatever you got to do. Yeah. THC and, you know, the thing we know is bad is alcohol. Right. You know, turning to alcohol to solve your problems is just not working. No, it's not. On the side, we have other options and we're not, we are so against those options. I don't know. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. End this on a happy note. <laughs> um, this season of Destiny is really fun. That's good. Uh, yeah. I'm frustrated, but you know, yeah. uh, the freaking legendary reset me all the way back to the middle of it. Yeah, I wanted to throw my. That was a little frustration. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but think about how how good you'll feel when you do it. Yeah, yeah. Get a really cool gun. I got the cool gun. Yeah, but you get the next part of the gun. Right, which that means I just got to do more work. Yeah. And then <laughs> and more work. Yeah. More, yeah. Well, I, yeah like I, a, I can help you. I did get an exotic bow that I really like. Ooh, nice. I can't remember which one it is. Yeah. The uh, tripwire canary. No. No. It's the one that splits into three shots. Oh, uh, oh God. Trinity Ghoul. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Get the catalyst for that. It is. You'll. Oh, my God. You're. Thor. <laughs> I'm literally thinking about changing my whole spec and having a bow spec. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, trust me, Trinity Ghoul is a very, very capable weapon. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, any movies coming out we should... Uh, <sighs> uh, I, I don't know. Oh, I did see Violent Night. I totally recommend it. Okay. Right. 
romping good time with lots of blood and gore. Okay, yeah, I'll check it out. Uh, it's on Amazon, I think, now. I think you can what? rent it. What's that? I think you can rent it on Prime. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah I don't, you don't have to go to theater. Yeah. Uh, theater. <laughs> Theaters. Um, yeah. There's no MCU movies even coming out soon. Um, Ant-Man in March? Mm. Yeah. And uh, Hawkeye is now laid up. Got hit by oh, a snowplow. Yeah. 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 Crazy. Yeah. yeah. Well, he doesn't have any superpowers, so. <sighs> yeah, but he's doing his best. <laughs> he he's is. out there trying. He is. I mean, he think is. about the poor guy. He's got no superpowers. And he's stuck fighting aliens and. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's a maniac. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, somehow he knows how to use swords. It seems. That. Is that in the comics where he goes rogue yes, like that? It is. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Fair. Yeah. Fun stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, I passing judgment on Marvel Snap. Eh. Yeah, I've. It was fun, and I've got burned out on it. Yeah, I just uh, I so. don't see a point in jumping in every day. Yeah. No. So. That's it's fine. Yeah. 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 So I think that's going to be it. I do have to make yeah. dinner for the wife before she goes crazy and kills me. Yeah, I got to go pick up one of my kids soon. I think. Yeah. So. so. Uh, seriously, folks. Yeah. Be safe out there. Yeah. Take care um, of one another. Take care of. Take yourself, care of yourself. <laughs> and then take care of one another. Yeah. Um, just be good. Yeah. So yep. you're worth it. Hang folks. loose. <laughs> <laughs>